Hey everyone and welcome to the Forbidden Fridays podcast. My name is Holly and I am your host. Each Friday I'm joined by a special guest to discuss taboo topics that shouldn't necessarily be taboo. This is a safe space to talk about awkward and uncomfortable things but the more we talk about them the easier our lives will be. Make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you are listening on and go follow our page over on Instagram at, at Forbidden Fridays podcast. Lots of love, angels, and stay safe. Hi, everyone. Today, I am joined by Jess, who runs an Instagram page called IBS and Jess. In her bio, she says she's trying to start a conversation, raise awareness, and share her story, which is exactly what this podcast is all about. So hi, Jess, and welcome to the podcast. Would you just like to introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us a bit about yourself, any hobbies, etc., etc. Yeah, hi. So I'm Jess. Um, I'm 25. I'm from Barnsley in South Yorkshire, hence the accent. Um, I work in the third sector in West Yorkshire. Um, I did sociology as a degree, so I'm very kind of people focused. Yeah. Um, and yeah, my, my Instagram's kind of just raising awareness of like invisible illnesses. Yeah. Amazing. We love it. So what actually made you start your Instagram page? What what encouraged you to start it and continue with it? So I've, I've kind of suffered like with um, digestive issues for like five or six years now. So when I was like 19, 20. Um, and I think for me, being like a young person, um, being newly diagnosed, there's not a lot of support there. Yeah. And I literally came across, across um, some kind of Instagram tags about IBS. And I thought, oh, I'd never ever think to look on Instagram, you know, like for medical support. Uh, and then it kind of opened my eyes to like the chronic illness side of Instagram which mm-hmm. is a person that not had many issues before I, like it's a completely brand new world so um, I thought why not start my own uh, it was so relatable to be with other people mm-hmm. uh, and it, I thought if I'd have had that when I was first diagnosed um, it would have really helped me uh, I spoke to some fantastic people on it so I'm so glad I've done it Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah it was kind of a, a spring of the moment thing amazing I feel like Instagram pages really resonate a lot with our generation as well yeah um, because it's obviously one of the main social media platforms it's where everyone is and it's just yeah. really promising and like reassuring to see that there are people out there that suffer from things that you suffer from or yeah that you and it's so yeah it's so informal as well so like you can go to the doctor or, or to the hospital and get any paper advice from the NHS but like being on social media it's so it's like you can have a chat with your friend and it's kind of because you don't see these people in real life um I think it's kind of because not everyone wants to talk about digestive issues yeah it's a bit of a, a, a taboo subject isn't it so it's kind of being able to speak with someone that's the similar age going through the similar issues um on social media it's kind of more relaxed I guess definitely definitely and I feel like even though social media can be a very judgmental place I feel like there's different spectrums it's either super judgmental (laughs) negative or it's like super positive and just everything's kind of welcome atmosphere and I feel like you obviously definitely fall into the second category and it's really nice to like have that sort of environment around you I guess yeah definitely there's definitely like two different sides where like everyone's in a clique yeah Um, but yeah I'm just there to kind of 
share my story and it, like when you have people message you saying oh my god thank you I'm young as well and I'm, I'm having issues it just kind of reiterates why I do it I guess yeah, yeah it, it would definitely make my day and it's just not, it's nice to see like that people are relating to you and like, yeah with the problem definitely so can you actually explain your experiences with IBS or any other sort of um, illnesses you have or anything like that? Can you talk us through yeah. your journey so far? So my story is probably, it's it's not a straightforward one. Yeah. Um, so I'll try and be as brief as possible. Um, so I've, I've always had kind of issues eating certain things or certain foods growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but then... <sighs> I remember I got really poorly one Christmas. I just had a stomach bug. And then following on from that, um, it set off a whole load of digestive issues from that. Um, And I I just didn't bat an eyelid. And it wasn't until my mum was like, Jess, we really need to take you to doctors. Like, there's something not right. I could be spending, like, up to 10 hours a day in the bathroom. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I, I went to the doctors and... Unfortunately, being a young person that works like nine to five, it's, I've always struggled to get an actual appointment with a doctor at my surgery. Um, it's, I don't know if it's just my surgery or kind of uh, the struggles at the minute. But yeah, I've always been um, had to see like a nurse practitioner or an advanced practitioner. So never a doctor until recently, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, in my first appointment, I spoke to a nurse and she instantly just said, oh, yeah, you've, you've got IBS. That's what it is. When really... IBS should only be diagnosed as kind of a um, when all other tests have been done and ruled out and nothing else can be found that's when IBS should be kind of um, given that diagnosis yeah um so yeah I kind of struggled for years and I kept going back to the doctors back and forth mm-hmm. and again always seeing these nurses for I must have been going every couple of months for three years um, and in the end I just gave up because it was kind of the the comments that the the nurses would make and would be like oh you're young you know are you really in that much pain um it would always be oh you've only got IBS you need to go away and learn to live with it um I had blood tests done and and kind of nothing was shown so it was always just that you're you're a young girl come on go away and live with it no it it totally put me off like going back I think and it's not until um my symptoms got a lot worse um actually from like starting from lockdown last year yeah um so I started getting a lot of like pelvic pain and back pain and other issues as well um and that's what made me go and push for an actual appointment with a doctor yeah um, from that I've had endometriosis looked into I've had laparoptic surgery at Christmas for that we're still not 100% sure if that's um completely reliable just from um the photos of issues at the minute I'm having um IBD looked into as well so I'm finally having a colonopsy and endoscopsy yeah. Uh, so it's a really long one I think with IBS it can even be um, like kind of a pushed away diagnosis if you've got that go away and learn to live with it yeah. um, but IBS can also be like um, a sign of other conditions like endometriosis yeah. or inflammatory bowel diseases so it's kind of just one shot at a worst point you want those answers yeah um, like at the end of the day you know your body and you know when it's not right yeah um, so yeah I think it's hard to kind of you've got to really push and push for your voice to be heard when you're in those situations I think that's what I'm, I'm just learning to do so 
yeah. hopefully get some more answers soon that's sad though because you shouldn't have to like push yeah just because you're a young person and they're saying like you wouldn't say to yeah. anyone on this you're just gonna have to get over it and learn to deal with it yeah like, literally my um my nanan's got some issues as well at the minute and it was so interesting to see like the time scales like she got referred to a gastrotologist doctor Okay. Um, and her waiting time was like a month and then for myself it was like another like three months that I had to wait oh, so wow. it, it, it's completely different like kind of your ages as well which which I completely get when you're looking into more like um critical diseases and things yeah. Yeah. but yeah even just the waiting list is kind of um hard <laughs> that's bad and did you say you're having some operations or like some sort of Oscopy. Yeah, so I had I had um, cure surgery in December to look for endometriosis as well. Um, unfortunately, on that one, um, so I actually had to go up and pay and see a private um, doctor because of COVID. The only appointments the NHS were doing was phone appointments, mm-hmm. so I had to pay and go see a doctor in Rotherham. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm pushing for an MRI as well at the minute because. Um, and laparoscopic is the like gold standard for endometriosis diagnosis, but it's not always effective. And the photos that have come back from my surgery only show certain areas have been looked into. So that's another yeah. kind of topic in itself. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just for some more issues I've had at the minute, I'm waiting on a colonopsy and endoscopsy. Um, which I had a call on Friday about so I'm hoping that soon as well <laughs> just the waiting list is just ridiculous um, at the minute yeah that is that not is that not scary as like a young woman to have all these things going on absolutely yeah I think a lot of people are put off uh, by looking for further diagnosis because it's scary to go through and I mean when I went into hospital um, during COVID as well like that's a completely different ballgame yeah. when you've got to be on your on your own I mean the only operations I've had before is having my adenoids out when I was younger um so yeah I'm not used to being kind of in um a hospital environment um but yeah it it is scary but I think when you're having that many issues it's kind of I want answers like I I need some help at the minute so it's worth going through (laughs) oh definitely 100% um so you obviously said you um, are experienced symptoms of IBS. Can you mm-hmm. explain exactly what it is for us? I know a few of my friends suffer from it. I know a few of my friends' parents suffer from it, but I don't actually yeah. know too much about what it is. So can you explain it to us? Yeah, yeah. So it actually stands for irritable bowel, bowel syndrome. Um, so basically the known of IBS is, is not known yet mm-hmm. um, it can be a factor of anything it could be stress and anxiety that's brought on in, in your digestive system mm-hmm. it could be some bacteria that's there any food intolerances I think I've, I've, I've read somewhere about um, food passing through your gut too quickly mm-hmm. um, so it can be a range of things but it also can be a sign of more serious um, complications inside yourself such as an IBD like Crohn's or, or, or colitis yeah um I think there's completely different scales as well because some people can just have like mild IBS um which could just like an upset tummy every couple of days or something um, and I think this is what I kind of want to push out a bit more that a lot of people just kind of dismiss it that oh you've, you've just got IBS everyone's got that because it is it is common um but I think once you've got kind of a, a severe form of IBS people don't actually see how bad it can be yeah. um 
so it, yeah it kind of depends on what scale and that that's obviously fluid so one day you could be just having a little bit of issues and then at the weekend you could be in severe pain yeah. Um, so that's kind of the, the taboo I want to kind of um, share my experience for just because I, I can be quite really severe yeah. um, just to kind of get that that um, message out yeah yeah how would you say you've like it's affected your life like for example would it stop you from going to social events and things like oh, that oh god yeah um absolutely massively so um when I first got diagnosed it's it's kind of an embarrassing thing, I think, because a lot of people are like, oh, toilet issues. Um, people are kind of, you, you don't want to tell your friends that or tell anyone. And I mean, me and my friends can joke about it now. Um, but it is that kind of embarrassing factor. You need When you're going out, it's kind of, is there any toilets nearby? Do I need to take any medication with me? Um, I think as a, as a young woman as well, it's kind of, you can be bloated some days um kind of the painful periods that I experience it's kind of I don't know how to explain it it's it's very challenging mm-hmm. when like the people around you kind of can't relate to you yeah um and again I think people don't actually realize how bad it can be um so some days you could be in bed in pain mm-hmm. and obviously if you've arranged out with your friends that is a oh I can't come out I'm, I'm ill again and it's kind of thinking oh I'm bailing on my friends again um are they going to hate me for it and then it's like the fear of missing out it's a massive cycle and I think it takes a lot of learning to get used to Mm -hmm. um and I think that's why it's so important to kind of push for more tests to be done um Mm -hmm. and any further diagnosis if there is any further medication or help that you can be getting um it's it affects your everyday life and all, it's not kind of visible so it some people can look at you and it's one of the invisible illnesses that you don't always see mm-hmm. um, I mean I have pelvic pain literally every day mm-hmm. um, and that's really hard to manage kind of working full-time I mean my, my boss has even said like oh yeah you can fetch a hot water bottle into the office which is yeah. fine thank you for that but I, I don't want to be sat in a room full of 500 people with a water bottle because that's automatically all eyes on you isn't it um so yeah it's everyday life is definitely affected with it yeah yeah definitely I know when like when I um because I don't have any conditions or anything like that Mm. I do get my period it literally runs me off the next five days I don't like I can't socialize I can't trust to not bleed everywhere yeah you don't feel up to it you're in so much pain and I imagine it's like similar sort of thing to that just all the time yeah that's one of the first symptoms that made me look into endometriosis as well because um I remember one day when I was just at work and trying to power through um because I'm in my head because that's what I've been conditioned to think it's like oh it's just a period it it can't be that bad and I remember my my two bosses came in and sat me down and said Jess are you all right you don't look well and I was like yeah but I, I don't really want to bail work just for yeah. period pain um but it was that bad that they sent me home and from that that was literally like the first stage and I was like this isn't normal like my, yeah. my period shouldn't be this painful I need to get this looked into some more definitely I feel like a lot of people can be like oh it's just a period but it, it, yeah everyone differently as well Absolutely. It, it can completely write you off like it, it's yeah unhealthy to like power through it as well like something yeah to give your body a rest learned that lesson and <laughs> <laughs> um, so did you say there wasn't actually any causes of IBS or endometriosis or anything that you can talk about or 
Yeah, so um, with IBS, there's actually no identified cause. It varies person to person. Mm -hmm. um, again, IBS could be a symptom of something more severe, such as endometriosis. Um, that could cause you to have IBS because of any, any adhesion growths inside of you. It could be on your bowel and cause those issues. Yeah. Um, so then if you've got endometriosis as well as IBS, that's kind of a completely another issue you have to deal with as well. Yeah. Um, there is research that goes on, but I think um, it's not properly funded enough IBS to, to be able to uh, to say what causes it or, or what the exact issues are. Because again, it varies person to person. Um, some people could just have um, painful bloating, whereas another person like me could have pelvic pain every day. It completely changes individually. Yeah, I that's amazing. I, I guess I guess it's kind of annoying that there isn't a cause. Um, or that there's yeah. not one yet so then it's like less prevention can be put in place um but like yeah an issue for like underfunding and things like that and it's not yeah like there's no awareness around it and I think that's what when you kind of when people say oh it's just IBS I think that doesn't help like with the severity of it because you can't yeah. there's no kind of real um cause of it uh, so I think that like doctors kind of dismiss that as well um, I mean, obviously, when you're looking into Crohn's or an IBD, there is like um, obvious health issues. They're obviously a lot worse. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, it, it'd be so helpful to realise what actually causes it to look into kind of methods for controlling it as well. Exactly, exactly. And what what are the symptoms of IBS um, as well? What symptoms do you suffer from or what symptoms so, do you suffer from? Get the list. Um, my, yeah, I was just looking. I did a, a post on this because there's so many, and mine range so much. Yeah. Uh, so, like, one that I've got here is like um, food intolerances. So, I have constantly changing food intolerances. Um, so, one day I could eat um, a piece of chocolate and be fine. And then the next day I could eat the exact same thing and it would cause a really bad flare up. Right. I actually paid for um, a hair strand test. Um, I think it was about three or four years ago now actually and that I like identified some of my main triggers yeah uh, and I'd always recommend anyone to do that because um, at the doctors they did test for allergies and things mm -hmm. um, but that was literally changed my life I spoke to a dietitian um, recently actually and she said um, it's one of the best ways to identify what, what could be causing you some issues mm -hmm. um, yeah I have um, a lot of bloating, um, very painful bloating. I mean, some days I've had to come home from work with, with kind of the, the bloating and cramps. Mm -hmm. um, I have a hell of a lot of fatigue, um, especially when I'm in a flare-up. Um, that could be constantly for a week. Um, I get a lot of cramps and pains in my bowels, whether that's going to the toilet and that's kind of excruciating pain I wouldn't wish on anyone. Um, I have a lot of nausea, which is kind of a new symptom for me. Um, so like feeling sick a lot of the morning or most of the day. Um, like I already said, I have pelvic pain, um, which I have most days now. So I'm constantly sat with a hot water bottle or a tennis machine trying to help that. Um, backache, I have a lot of upper left um, shoulder backache and lower backache. Again, that could be most days. Um, I don't know if this is kind of an IBS issue, but I also have a lot of issues with my eyes as well. So like my eyes are constantly bloodshot and that affects my vision sometimes as well. Um, 
what part of and the then obviously <laughs> say that again sorry what part of the body does it not affect well, yeah exactly it, it, it completely ranges person to person and it's yeah it's it's kind of an all all body issue so although a lot of people might think it's just oh going to the toilet or not being able to go to the toilet it, it literally is a whole body issue that you have to live with and then you've got the mental effects of that as well mm-hmm. so they all play hand in hand mm, I bet how does it affect you mentally would you say just because you just can't go on with everyday things yeah I think for me it's kind of the the annoyance that I feel because I feel like if I'm out for example with my boyfriend I mean we've been on like a night out having a nice meal or whatever and then I suddenly get a really bad bad flare up and I'm like oh my god I need to go home Mm -hmm. it's kind of that one I feel bad because I'm having to like end the night early for having a nice night and I'm like we need to rush home um so yeah I feel it's kind of that feeling a burden on people that you've always got to have your bag full of medication um all these doctor's appointments it's it's kind of a strain in that sense and then I think it's also that like um it is hard mentally just kind of realizing this is your life now like you've got to look after your body um you get the fear of missing out and going to social events with your friends um and also the cost of all the medication and supplies that you have to buy as well it's, it's not a cheap do yeah. um but yeah it, definitely affects you mentally um, even just when you're first diagnosed trying to to get to grips with what actually is wrong with your body yeah because it's not curable is it there's nothing you can do with the medication no. right no I mean I tried literally the main thing that the doctor said to me was to refer me to my dietitian and okay. um, so I tried literally every single diet that is possible for IBS so there's like the low FODMAP diet mm-hmm. um, which is ridiculous for me because most of my food triggers um, are actually on that diet anyway mm-hmm. so that instantly made me worse I tried that for I think six to eight months and um, I was gluten-free for about three or four years and um, I've been vegetarian I'm, I'm vegan now for nearly two years so I've, I've tried every single diet that could happen yeah. um, the only tablets that have worked for me is amitriptyline, um, which is I think it's a it stops the signals being sent to your brain. I might be wrong with that one. Um, so I'm on quite a high dose of that at the minute, and it is helping. Um, although it doesn't doesn't cure anything, and you, you'll still be I still have really bad days, but it's a lot better. Uh, I mean, Emodium is my best friend. Um, <laughs> And then again, just constantly having hot water bottles or deep heat gels, um, Tiger Balm, just, yeah, there's no actual cure. And I I remember even the doctor saying to me when I first met one of the nurses, I was trying to explain how much pain I was in and she just kind of looked at me and she says, "Mm, have you tried taking some paracetamol? Oh, (laughs) God. Yeah. The frustration. enough, I have, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, there's no no cure, no one tablet. there's um, a lot of people have described it's called mebeverine, which kind of slows down the gut move, it, the fluid moving down your gut. Um, again, that's not really done much for me. And then you can buy over-the-counter remedies, which is like buscapan. Um, but again, um, they slightly help, but it's, it's not, it doesn't cure anything. It's, yeah. it's just yeah. kind of making you be able to, to go to work and live your day-to-day kind of routines I bet it's so frustrating the fact that you're just having to like it, it does seem like it controls your life a lot and oh gosh yeah yeah would you say it's gotten like 
easier for you or harder as you've kind of gone through the process? Oh, good question. Um, I think I think it's a mixture of both because obviously when you're trying out new medications and then they'll work for so much and then obviously that, that puts you on an uphill um, yeah. slope mentally and you're happier. Mm-hmm. But then obviously with my body, my body gets used to these medications so quickly. Yeah. Um, so it's only so long before you plummet back down again. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a forever up and down journey uh, yeah. you'll have good weeks and then bad weeks um mm-hmm. so I wouldn't say it's got easier or harder I think it's just um I've learned a lot more about it myself now so I, I know what to do and, and like pushing for other conditions what could help me yeah it's a journey not a destination basically yeah, <laughs> Love that, yeah. it's just gonna keep going yeah much isn't great but um I, I pray that there's more ups than downs for you <laughs> thank you um what would you say is the most difficult thing you've had to deal with oh um the most difficult thing I would say is the dismissal that I've had from um medical practitioners again I think uh, I know it's kind of all centered around this but I think it's been a big part for me kind of the go away and drink some yakult, have some biotics, take some paracetamols, don't keep coming back and wasting like practitioners time. Uh, I mean each time I've been to the nurses it's kind of me kind of I've cried so many times and just like please I, I need some help there's got to be something else you can do um, and like yeah I, I always remember one nurse that sticks into my head that was very much come on Jess you're only a young woman you can't be in as much pain as you're saying um, and it's just <laughs> it's so it makes you angry inside um and I do understand why a lot of people um, like take the choice to see private doctors but but when money is money is not that option for you it is hard and I think that's one thing I've noticed on Instagram there's a lot of people that really benefit from having private healthcare private doctors um I mean I I haven't got that it's not something I, I could afford every month and I wish I could um but I think, yeah, that's been the biggest, uh, the hardest thing for me is just having someone believe me. Yeah. Um, I remember when I had my operation looking into endometriosis at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, afterwards, I dated everyone on my Instagram just to keep, like, a log saying, oh, nothing was found, next steps. And um, although a lot, of peop- a lot of girls can have this surgery and it'll take three or four surgeries to find endometriosis, I had a lot of people in my comment, in my inbox just kind of saying, oh, well, it's probably just IBS then. And th- again, it's just that factor of people not believing yeah. you. Um, so it, I think that's constantly everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important and what I want to like kind of push out to like, advocate for yourself because you know your body, no one else is going to yeah. fight for you. If no one's listening let's get louder so yeah yeah. it's your body you know what's wrong and what's right about it and yeah say to you like just get over it oh you can't be in that much pain it's just so patronizing yeah it's not yeah that's the word patronizing yeah and when you're in such a horrible situation anyway it's just making your experience so much worse yeah obviously like mentally more difficult as well which oh my god yeah definitely or nurses or anyone should be doing um, yeah but it's just the sad reality of life isn't it um it is, yeah but yeah what you're doing with your Instagram page and things like that is amazing because it does really 
like present a message that you're trying to present say like advocate for yourself uh, yeah don't let anyone tell you what is right or wrong for your body because like you know your body and that's really good yeah so why do you think IBS and like this circle of things like endometriosis and things like that are such a taboo topic and why shouldn't they be taboo as well okay um, I think, firstly, that there's not enough knowledge kind of spread out about it. So growing up, I'd never learned about things that could happen to your body. And um, so like, I'd never heard of IBS. I'd never heard of endometriosis. Um, so as soon as the doctor kind of says, oh, yeah, you've probably got IBS. It's kind of that, that alarm bell. Yeah. I think anything to do kind of with your body is is a taboo subject anyway um I mean who wants to hear about you being on the like having issues being on the toilet all the time yeah. it's, it's kind of yeah it's but when that's your everyday reality yeah everyone goes to the toilet like everyone does the same things it's just our insides just aren't right <laughs> um yeah I think that's why it's a taboo subject because it's kind of something that's not like discussed at a, a meal with drinks with your friends yeah. mm-hmm. um and same for endometriosis, I think that's kind of seen as a, oh, that's a typically woman's condition. It's just to do with your periods when it's not at all. Again, that's a whole body condition. Um, and I mean, when I first mentioned to my mum, oh, um, I've seen a doctor and he agrees it could be endometriosis. I'm having surgery. Her first reaction was, oh, I thought that's just when you had heavy periods. Um, so again, I think it's kind of a generation gap as well. Um, so what might have used to be something for a condition, things have changed, um, new advancements in technologies have, have led to new um, explanations. So yeah, ultimately, I just think it's not spoken about enough. Yeah. Um, and I think because it's not kind of everyday life, mm-hmm. you're kind of backed into a corner and you're meant to keep quiet about it, um, which is kind of what I, I want to when I was younger I, I'd have wanted someone there to be like I'm yeah. with you I believe you like I'm going through the same you're not alone yeah because um, it just helps knowing that you're like someone else is having this, the, them issues as well and can relate to you Definitely. um so yeah yeah exactly I feel like a lot of the issues as well is just down to like not being educated like yeah I didn't even know what IBS was until like a year ago yeah. um I didn't know what endometriosis was till like a couple of months ago yeah you don't get educated about these sorts of things that can be very very common like you say um in schools or by your parents or anything and obviously like you said with your mom that she just thought it's period pains again like yeah not knowing what it is and the more we talk about it the easier life is going to be because the more people are going to know about it the more people are going to feel comforted by your stories and things and the more people are going to understand and be educated so absolutely yeah I think that's like like that's why it's so good being on Instagram and, and kind of being able to get a wide reach it gets out to more yeah. everyday Instagram profiles yeah and, and like I've, I've had like a message of, of one girl for example who said like oh my god I've got the exact same issues as you I've just been diagnosed with endometriosis and like you sharing like what's the standard procedures I've got mm-hmm. that and I wouldn't have known and I mean, the only reason I learned about endo was just through, um, and I'm like, oh, what's that? And then I looked into it and it's like, oh my God, I match every one of these symptoms. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's just that people don't know and it's kind of something that you should know. It's about, it's your body at the end of the day. It's, it's one of the most important things in it. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. And what what would you what advice would you give to people who might be suffering from the same thing as you? What would you tell them to make them? I don't know, feel comforted or what advice would you just give them in general regarding like procedures and things like that? I would say don't stay alone. I think it's so, so important to find someone that's going through the same as you, whether that is someone that you know in person, whether it's a local charity that you can access or a local support group, or if it is coming to Winterham and finding this chronic illness community. Mm -hmm. I think it's so, so important to find someone that relates. I can sit and talk to my friends about it now, but they don't understand. They, they don't have the same issues as me. And we can laugh and joke about it. Yeah. Like we could be out for a meal and my friends were like, oh, have a little bit. It's not going to hurt you. And yeah, it's funny. But that really, if I had that bit of food that I can't have, that's going to make me in so much pain. I'm the one that has to deal with that. Um, so yeah, I think find, find a community where you can actually share your story and be completely open. Um, whether that's just like someone might like my Instagram page where you can just drop a message on and just say oh my god you experienced this the doctor said this what should I push for next mm -hmm. um, so yeah I think it's just advocating for yourself doing your own research having a good google and actually finding out yeah. um, reading small research papers rather than everything that you read on social media mm -hmm. um, just learning all the nice guidelines for yourself it's it's kind of Chronic illnesses like this, it's kind of a doctor will kind of give you a diagnosis and then say, right, bye, off you go. So I think it's it's the best thing I did was just, yeah, going on the internet and actually learning the exact information, mm -hmm. finding people to talk to um, and just sharing my story so that other people can, can relate so you don't feel so alone for it. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. So thank you guys for listening and make sure you subscribe or follow us on whatever platform you're listening to. Also make sure you head over and follow Jess on Instagram. I will leave her at in the description of this podcast and I will also leave the Forbidden Fridays one there. So make sure you go check us out for some feel good content. And yeah, I'll see you for the last episode of the season. I'm so shook. I've nearly finished season three um, next week. So stay tuned.